We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. I'm Clay Link here with Todd Zola of Rotowire and Masters Ball. Always great to be talking with you, Todd. We'll be grading out all of next week's two start options on a zero to five scale. Also, just go over some of the Rotowire Stake League pickups. Kind of a quiet week, but a reminder to always put in your bids because I got Daniel Lynch. I desperately need some starting pitching help. So, got him for only four. I thought that was pretty reasonable. Todd, how are you today? I'm doing well, doing well. The uh, been a rough week weather-wise in general. Things seem to be turning this weekend, so hopefully get out and do a little bit of walking and uh, other things. And uh, yeah, things are fine. Nice, good to hear it. I um, mentioned last week that I am half vaxxed, so I am in that in that three-week limbo period. But looking forward to being fully vaxxed and enjoying the summer. Uh, did the Albert Pujols news catch you off guard yesterday. I, I think we all kind of seems like we, that was kind of hanging over everybody for like three years. Yeah, I mean the fact that it happened, the way that it happened, it, it did kind of catch me off guard. I mean, I mean, I don't know. It, 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 there was it's such a rock and a hard place, and they put themselves in that position. The Angels did. Maybe it should, they should have done the off season. Maybe I don't know, but uh, he didn't help himself out asking. You know, being upset that he didn't start against Ryan Yarbrough, who's got really good numbers against. Uh, so yeah, it caught me off guard in that the suddenness of it. I'm not surprised, you know, but I, I mean, I didn't expect uh, kind of out of the blue, out of nowhere to just hear it. And it was weird, too, that it came on a day where the Angels sort of was the only, I mean, the way the schedule worked out, it was only one game at the time. So, I mean, the broadcast was able to do a little something special and, Etc. Before Otani took over again, man, he's good. But um, oh, it's insane. I tweeted. I know off topic, but when he first came up, my projection was basically Sean Rodriguez at his peak. Uh, That's that's how much I was off on uh, on Shohei Otani as a hitter. But man, anyway. But back to pool holes. Wow, people that are just joining fantasy or baseball in general, saying the past ten years have no idea. No idea. And our our buddy Rob Silver tweeted this out. Uh, Stanton's current numbers that everybody's wowing over, Pujols did that for 10 years. You know, it's just just crazy. He was, I mean, I don't know. How many hitters are feared today, right now? I mean, when, when they go up to the plate, how many, you know, hitters are feared? He was feared. It was, you know, I talk about stories I saw him at the AFL, too. 
But it's just kind of a shame that people kind of baseball recently did not see the machine, if you will. Yeah, he was a machine, absolutely. No better or consistent hitter that I've seen in my lifetime. He just dominated the Reds, it seemed like, every time he was up. <laughs> well, dominated uh, everybody, really, yeah, right? He, did. he absolutely did. I did kind of see – I mean, I was watching the game, and I mentioned it on the prospect pod. Just – he just looked so old the other day, and yeah. I kind of was like – I mentioned that you know, playing him every day is doing – or as much as they are, was doing that team a disservice. Yeah. Doing two of the best players in the world a disservice. And, um, yeah, the end came a little quicker than I thought. But did just watching that game, he just looked – a couple plays um, uh, where he just had to you know run even a little bit, and he just looks kind of decrepit. It was kind of sad. But, I mean, he was great. Inner circle Hall of Famer. Probably not a yeah. first ballot because they're probably – or, I mean – Unanimous because there's only right. one, right? Mariano, yeah, Mariano Rivera, and uh, some, yeah, some a hole will vote against him to, to keep it uh, not unanimous, uh, but that's just how it goes. But I did mention I got Daniel Lynch for uh, four bucks out of a hundred. I need pitching help. I dropped Taylor Trammell finally. Uh, Jared Kelnick, by the way, two homers yesterday. And his triple A debut, that's a grievance. It's going to be something. <laughs> but uh got him for four. He was not the top pickup. The top pickup was Josh Naylor for nine, uh, Leary Garcia for four, uh, Harrison Bader for four. I kind of like Bader as a power speed pickup here. Mm -hmm. um, Leary Garcia, too. It seems like, you know, with uh, Luis Robert out, could be him. Maybe they bring in Pools, the White Sox. Uh, that's already been ruled out, but yeah, that's what has it been ruled out. I, I, I heard, yeah, I, I heard. It. I mean, the two things everybody is saying is uh, Tony Larusa will want him, and that the Cardinals should sign him, you know, for a one day contract and let him retire. I think if there's a double header in St. Louis, maybe you bring him in as a 27th man, so you're not hurting your roster that day, and then let him retire. Who knows? But um, I mean, to me, you know, back to Bullholes, I thought the original plan was to use him, you know, kind of periodically. And maybe once every series, give him a goodbye, you know, let him go and, you know, get a either pinch hit or start one game of series to say goodbye to the fans and kind of have a, a tour the entire season. But once they started to play him every day or nearly every day, he kind of got exposed. Mm -hmm. And like you're saying, though, the Angels are, you know, everybody's competing this year, right? I mean, maybe, right. you know, after watching the Tigers this weekend, I'm kind of wondering why they're not competing because they gave the Red Sox a good one, well, not this weekend, this week, they gave a pretty tough battle. But um, the, uh, you know, I don't think anybody can be counted out. So, I mean, I'm sure we, we can talk a little bit. We, you mentioned Garcia replacing uh, Louis Robert. It's, you know, what are the, what are the Angels going to do? Are they, is, this, is this now Joe Odell? Does Joe Odell start out hot and he comes back up? Uh, what, what are the Angels going to do to replace? At this point, they do need to replace him because uh, Walsh was in the outfield. I mean, Brandon Marsh probably isn't ready yet. So it'll be interesting to see what the Angels do. I think I think they'd like Odell to come up and take the spot, but maybe they want to give him a week or two on the farm. Finally, we can say that again. On the farm to uh, to get confidence or whatever. Yeah, man. Hopefully, I think the alt alternate site still exists in in its own realm somewhere but um not in my keyboard it doesn't <laughs> yeah i'm glad to have glad to have uh actual minor league games and affiliates back in action you know the classic uh, outsiders wrestling tee uh, the kevin nash oh, okay and, uh, yeah scott yeah. hallward they should make one rotoware here's a free rotoware Million dollar idea, altsiders, altsiders. Oh, there we go. Uh, that's horrible, but you know uh, that the, uh, our late friend Steve Moore used to write the outsider for Rotowire. Oh, nice. That was his name of his I column, the outsider. Yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. Anyway, that was a great one. By the way, it was Juan Lagar something left yesterday. Uh, Taylor Warden right. So, like I said, <laughs> yeah, maybe an opening for Adele or Marsh. We'll see, but uh. Other pickups from the stake league, you know, Daniel Lynch again. Uh, I thought 
I kind of just had this as a keep them honest bid, and it was another lesson and just keep your put in bids every week. Don't miss out because you never know when one of your keep them honest bids will hit. And uh, I thought this was it. Now, his first start, first career start, Daniel Lynch, more walks than strikeouts. He had four walks, only three Ks, four and two thirds innings. Um, but I think if there's another big start this weekend, Todd, he could be a, a Fabapalooza type guy. But um, let me just uh, be sure they did not uh, send him down. No, <laughs> no I thought maybe yeah, they, there's an outside chance they could send him down for a fresh arm. But right, I probably hasn't happened yet. Weren't weren't a couple of the walks early, and then he kind of settled down. Yeah, I thought. You know, generally he looks pretty good from what I saw. I mean, I didn't watch the full start, but I thought right from what I saw. Typical jitters early, you know, six, six, uh, you know, tall, lanky kid, um, you know, the whole, so the whole mechanics being repeated will, will be necessary, but I don't think you call, I don't think you call him up and start the clock or whatever clock you're starting on Lynch. Obviously you can send him back down uh, for a spot start. I think, I think he could be around for a little bit and let's see. Well, they are, they sent Jake Judas down to the, uh, the bullpen just trying to figure out if there's a spot, but that would be it. I mean, other than the fact that Brad Keller is still pitching pretty horribly, everybody else is pretty entrenched in the road. You know, Duffy, who's quite a story, right? I mean, yeah, he's been gave up a couple of runs and triple his ERA. Like I said, Keller's not good. Singer's getting there, minor. Uh, so it does look like the spot is Lynch's. Irvin Santana, they're not going to be using him. Uh, Junis, like we said, maybe maybe we'll find a spot out of the bullpen. I think that's this is the only team we have four closers listed, you know, more than healthy relievers. Yeah. I think it's well, Reds are kind of in that same situation. Where I think we have four guys listed, but uh, Casey's been weird with that. So it does seem like Stalmont's kind of wrestling it away now, but um, for a while there, yeah, he it was completely you know, up for grabs. It's, I think it's. I think KC is kind of doing what the Padres did, in that they expect to compete a little bit down the road, but they're starting to compete a little bit earlier, and they've got a lot of good young pitching. So they're not accelerating Lacey or Coar. They, they you know took another good pitcher in Lynch, and the the, the Padres kind of did that with with. Uh, uh, well, with Paddock amongst others, although he kind of earned his way in the squad, they left some of the guys ahead of them on the farm still to mature, but did bring up one of their starters. It's kind of emulating what the Padres did. Of course, the Padres brought up a uh, an outstanding young shortstop. If, if the if the Royals only had one of those two, huh? Yeah, Bobby. Well, they got a couple: one on the IL, one on <laughs> on the farm. Yeah, no. Well, that's yeah. Uh, Probably yeah, wit, you know, tongue in cheek with wit. Yeah. We'll see what he needs to do. But as you mentioned, Mondesi been monitoring him. Looks like another week, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, and I say that positively, not, not like yeah. a bad. I mean, it's only another week. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's good. You got to love that. I have him in a few draft and holds, nearing rehab assignment as of Monday, according to GM Dayton Moore. So that's that's huge. Yeah. Uh, because steals are, I mean, somebody, I forget who it was. I think it was maybe on this podcast. I, I apologize to who was making this point. Maybe it was Fred Zinke. Uh, but the, the teams that are running are actually some of the better teams in baseball, like the Royals. Like, you know, the Royals have been running, and they're a winning team right now. And uh, with the offensive environment being what it is, you know, home runs are up generally, historically, but the overall offensive environment's, depressed i wonder if uh maybe we'll see teams start running a little more generally a little bit uh jason collette wrote a piece a couple weeks ago on teams that are running a lot and defending the run uh the research i've done in this area shows that teams that are successful running early and successful meaning the 75 percent threshold for when sabermetrically it's worth running and not giving up the outs teams that run successfully early continue to run Teams that don't run successfully earlier, early, they stop running with a few exceptions. To me, Detroit's going to be one of those exceptions. They run off the bus. Milwaukee's picking it up a little bit this year. But uh, you, there, there are some teams that will pick it up, some teams that won't pick it up. 
and they just have to learn the teams that don't care. And I think Detroit's in that mode, although they're kind of successful running right now. So we'll see. Yeah, Detroit definitely the exception there. Maybe it was on uh, our buddy Ian Khan's podcast and, and Derek Van Riper and Nando DeFino uh, under the radar. Maybe it was that one. I forget which one, but somebody's making a good point that yeah, the teams that are running most stolen bases: Padres, Cubs, Royals, Rangers running a lot, which is kind of weird. But I don't know. I just A's or fifth, so it feels like maybe there is a little bit of a edge to be gained by being aggressive and stealing a bag every every now and then because runs are, are hard to come by right now in the majors. Uh, Jake Marisnik was picked up for three behind my uh, $4 Lynch ad. It did love getting Lynch. It did kind of box me out on catchers, so I might have to make a deal before lineup lock, uh, maybe trading Stefan Crichton, who I'm not even using in an active spot. I'm trying to catch up on uh, Ks and, and wins. Uh, Hyun Jong Yang is kind of interesting. He struck out eight across 3.1 innings. We don't know, you know, he only threw 66 pitches in that outing, but had 15 swing strikes. So don't know exactly if he's going to continue to start, but Hyun Jong Yang is kind of interesting for Texas. Uh, Harold Ramirez picked up. Yusmero Petit in a 16 team league. Solid pickup, I think. Uh, then Garrett Richards, you kind of were talking about last week. Did you end up? Starting him anywhere? Yeah, <laughs> wherever I wherever I had him, I start. I don't remember if I picked him up or not because I think he was probably gone. But no, I had him in a couple DCs. No, I I, I played him and he, he came through. I mean, he seemed seemed to come through. I, I don't think he has two this week, but he he did come through last week. Yeah, it looks at Texas. I mean, typically you look at that as kind of a layup, and he made that layup. Right. Uh, five innings, only one earned run, four hits, one walk, seven Ks. So that's a positive step forward for Richards. I actually did have him as a backup kind of on my, my waterfall of priorities, but uh, I ended up getting Mike Fultonevich as a $0 ad dropping John Gantz. I think Fulty lines up for two. I don't know if I'm going to have the stomach to start him, though. Uh, scary guy to have. Then Nick Gordon picked up. Good for Nick Gordon swiping a few bags. Uh, I know the need for speed is there, but I don't know if uh, you know in mixed leagues I'm going to be looking at Nick Gordon myself quite yet. Yeah, he his his prospect shine faded in a big way. Yeah. So I mean he, he has. I mean you can't call him a, a post you know post hype guy because he never he never gained to the majors yet. But his, mm. his his prospect shine faded. He's twenty five. Well, I guess he did. No, no, I know he did. He, he came up and then went back down. But who's he going to play for? I don't. Uh, not so much. I know he's he's playing for Minnesota, but I don't know where I, the playing time is. Kind of sporadic at this point. Mm. And he didn't he actually get some of the steals coming in, in in a pinch running aspect. So let's see. Uh, well, with Louis Arias on the disabled list is probably why why we're seeing. A little bit of uh, a little bit of Gordon there, yeah. And concussion IL for a rise. Yeah, yeah. So that that's kind of why, and obviously with Kirilov, uh, Kirilov yeah, out as kinda, well. It's kind of scary. It sounds like he's going to see a specialist. Yeah, uh, yeah. that's an. Not- We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Great, especially after that hot, hot start he got off to. Going to Dayton, go Flyers. That's my hometown, Dayton. <laughs> uh, he's going to go there to see a specialist. So uh, that's scary. He's already on the IL. So. 
Yeah, he started. He started out really slow. The twins showed some patience, and, and then he went piece, crazy hot. Yeah, I did a piece this week on exit velocity and fly balls and in power, and he's just crushing in that area, literally, literally and figuratively. So it is kind of a shame to see him uh, to see him out at this point. Well, we will get into next week's two start starters momentarily, but I will take a break to throw to a word from our sponsors. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions. And now they want to help you even more. With a Credit Karma money spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. Just pay with your debit card and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Open your FDIC insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Right now, visit creditkarma.com backslash win money to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com backslash win money to sign up for free and start winning. That's creditkarma.com slash win money. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. Like any good team, hiring the right employees for your front office is just as important as recruiting the best players for the game. That's why you need Indeed. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three. Post, screen, and interview all on Indeed. Get your quality shortlist of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description faster. Only pay for the candidates that meet must-have qualifications and schedule and complete video interviews in your Indeed dashboard. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. Get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com BlueWire. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. And we are now back. Uh, it's a little weird to do that live, but on the, on the recorded version, it'll make sense. Uh, <laughs> so me. if you go to our projected starters grid at rotowire.com, rotowire.com slash try for a 10-day trial. Uh, if you do not have a subscription, you can see all of our work for yourself. No credit card required. If you decide at that point that you want to sign up, great. We will not automatically charge you. Of course, all of this information is tentative, so be sure to follow the grid and be sure to check out Todd's weekly pitcher rankings for uh, you know updated information. And you know, again, these are tentative, so you'll want to check to be sure before starting any of these players in your active lineup. But we'll get started. With Luke Weaver, I ended up dropping him. I picked him up a few weeks back thinking I was maybe sneaky. Thankfully, I avoided the damage that came with him. But, yeah, it's, it was pretty bad. I mean, six earned runs over four innings at Miami. Uh, home start against Colorado, you think that'd be great? He only went four innings, gave up three earned runs. As many walks as Ks in that outing. So it hasn't been good. Again, I dropped him in one league. And I don't think I'll be looking to add him. So I'll probably give him maybe a, you know, a nice complimentary one just just to be nice to him. But that's about as far as, far as I'll go on Luke Weaver. You're a nice guy. I'm not. I'm not touching him. Odd zero. Okay. And I'll be uh, tracking these, and then we'll recap at the end of the show. Madison Bumgarner, maybe I got to take the L here, although his ERA is still 4-9-1, but he's been pitching a lot better. Of course, had that seven-inning no-hitter, uh, one of, if you count that, one of four already this season. That's just crazy. Congrats to John Means. I got to take the L on, big L on John Means. I mean, miniature L on Bumgarner here, I guess, but I just did not see Means as a guy who, in that division, you'd want to be starting very frequently. Yeah, it's means has been interesting in that originally it was all oh, it's luck, it's luck, it's luck. He, he the strikeouts, he's not striking anybody out. Well, one way to combat regression is to get better, and that's what he's done. And I I don't know if he's done yet growing or if this is what we're going to see. I think he's still maturing as a pitcher. I think at this, I mean, you have to 
cap him maybe a little bit because of division. But I think he's shown. I mean, he's more dominant than we thought he'd be, and he he never really walked anybody to begin with. So I think what we're seeing is real, and he's going to be a top 10 guy for me this week. I mean, he's one of those, you know, literally, you know, fives, but we don't consider him an ace, so we give a four out of respect. Yeah, he's that's where he's going to be with it. I mean, I know he's got a couple of tough teams in, in both the in both New York teams, although, well, the Yankees are turning it on. The Mets still haven't gotten in the groove yet. I think they will, but um, that's good. That's 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 a weird that's a weird double dip uh, facing both New York teams, although one's on the road and one's at home. I may be seeing a little something different than you for Bumgarner. Or you're talking means, okay? Oh, I'm on means. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, oh, we're back. Oh, we're back. I confused myself. Okay, okay, Bumgarner. uh, I'm gonna. He's gonna be a. He's going to be a a a a, a, somewhere between a three and a four. Do I do I take? Do I go out and do I give him? I know I'm going to give him the four. I think he deserves the four. I am totally sorry for that. That was all me. I. You're talking about Means, and you're right. Then John Means does have the the New York two step. John Means, we'll yeah, so get to but, him and his grade momentarily. But we're yeah. not morning people, folks. Bear I'm with really us. not. I'm trying to chug this. <laughs> I'm really not either, but that's all right. Yes, but uh, I did anyway. mark John Means down as a four, but I did jump the gun. Oh no, so Bumgarner. So Bumgarner's the guy that I'm giving the uh, the four to. Okay. Well, I'm giving a four yeah. to both, but anyway. yeah, I'll give means a four, even though, like I said, like those are the kind of matchups, even though at the Mets isn't scary at all. But versus the Yankees preseason, that was the kind of matchup that I looked at and was like, how could you feel confident deploying him a lefty against that lineup? But now I'm in four and oh, one three seven ERA coming off a no hitter. I mean, you're, you're pretty much looking at him as an every week starter now for the rest of the season, yeah. Um, yeah, Bumgarner versus Miami versus Washington. I'm going to have to give him a 4-2. Just pitching a lot better than I thought he was capable of at this point in his career. Uh, we'll see if it's sustainable, but I think this is a pretty nice two-step. Maybe the, the Nats have Soto back. I'm going to have to activate Soto, by the way, in, in some leagues. Um, still wondering about next week for him, though, if he's going to be able to play the field. Uh, so for Atlanta, Max Freed versus Toronto at Milwaukee. Not the easiest lineups for a lefty, although Milwaukee kind of decimated right now. Uh, this kind of scares me for Freed. 8-4-4 ERA. I don't really know what's wrong with, with Max Freed. I'm probably going to give him a three, but maybe that's, I mean, maybe we should say two to just warn people off. But if I drafted Max Freed, I feel like I have to start him. Yeah. Well, I think he, I think it's, yeah, the fact that I think he was overdrafted. Meat is you know it's neither here nor there at this point. Once you're drafted, you're drafted. But I think I think I believe in that comment because I'm the one I believe in you start your players and not wait till they get hot because now you've missed two of the starts that get the numbers back to where you need them. I'm gonna I'm just I'm gonna go with two because I, I think I was a little my baseline maybe a little bit lower on Freed and he's done nothing to change my mind. With the you know caveat, I could get burned on that. He can go out and throw two gems. Yeah, looking, it looks like you know his xFIP's actually lower than it was last season. Home runs uh, have been a major problem. So if you regress that back to the to the mean, everything else yeah. you know looks pretty good. K to walk looks pretty strong. Uh, let's see about his velo holding steady. I mean, he was never like a super hard thrower. It's actually his slider velo's up two ticks. Uh, yeah, I don't know what's been. Exactly the issue here for uh, Max Freed. His swing strike rate's up, 13.6%. It's not bad. CSW is 30.6%. That's up. Uh, strange. I'm going to stick by a three, but I got you down for a two. That's fine. And I could be, like I said, I'm probably wrong. I'm, I'm going more by memory watching him pitch, and he just didn't look comfortable early on in the season. So, uh, But I, as the numbers guy, I, you know, hearing you with those numbers, I'm a little bit more confident, but even so. I hear you. Now we got means down for a four for next week. What about Jorge Lopez? Any reason to even, I mean, is he a, a zero? Yeah, I, I key, think I want to give him a zero. Yeah, the key is just remembering which Lopez it is. Because, you know, there's a couple good ones and a couple not so good ones. He's not so good. Yeah, that's always something you got to keep in mind. You don't want to bid on the wrong player. Now for the Boston Red Sox, your Boston Red Sox, Martin Perez, Nathan Eovaldi. Uh, Martin Perez 0-2, but 
you know, pitching capably as a back end starter so far at Baltimore for him, part of a wraparound, and then at, uh, versus LAA, and then for Evaldi, it's versus Oakland versus LAA. So uh, Martin Perez kind of tough for me to trust, but I'll give him, uh, you know, I'll give him like a Luke Weaver one. Uh, maybe he's more deserving. Maybe he's better than Luke Weaver, but I, I don't know that for sure. Right. Well, I, I had Weaver zero. I'm having a Perez as a one, so he's clearly better. So I got a one and you got a one on Perez, but you got a zero on Weaver. Uh, what about Evaldi? Is he uh, is he in that three range? I think he's higher. Than three. He's not a five. Okay. I mean, he showed with his last game uh, that I think it was even yesterday that, you know, as well as he's pitched, he's still not a stud. Occasionally runs into some issues, and they did yesterday. Uh, to me, that's a four. I mean, he, it's a four. I mean, Oakland and L.A. both hit writers pretty well. They're both at Fenway Park. Uh, knock on wood, we'll be warming up a little bit next week. But to me, that's a, he's earned a four. All right. I, I feel a little hesitant, maybe because I have a lower baseline on him right. you know, than, than you do. But, I, you know, this – I think this could be okay, but yeah, running into Otani and and Trout and the like, you, you know, they just never know. And Oakland, as you mentioned, they play their platoon games pretty well and match up okay. So yeah, I'll give them a three, but maybe I'm a little lower. That's fine. Um, That's why we're here. I mean, if we yeah. agreed, if we agreed, we wouldn't have there wouldn't be a podcast. Absolutely. Now the Cubs have two off days next week, but it looks like you know maybe they skip somebody. And go with Alzoli. Uh, Alzoli, I think is the correct pronunciation. I'll look that up. But at Cleveland, at Detroit, would be pretty nice if he gets it. Yeah, his strikeouts are he's 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 intriguing. So I, I'm gonna go. I don't know. I'm gonna go three with with him, and he's someone I'm kind of monitoring for someone to uh, you know not not a John Means type step forward, but someone who's capable of of, of you know becoming a mainstay in a rotation. I'm gonna give him a two, but I'll get you down for a three. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I like him. I do think he's interesting. I just don't quite have him in that in that grouping where I feel pretty solid about him. And we just again, we don't know that it's going to be a two. So that's true. That's that, that is that's that's true. Yeah. So it, it, picking him up is you know I don't I wouldn't pick him up if unless we're sure it's a two start because of that because I don't think you want to use him for one. But if he does get two, I, I kind of like him in the middle there. And the mat at Cleveland, at Detroit, I know they're on the road, which hurts a little bit, but it's, like it's kind of a nice pair to be facing. Looks like his pronunciation is not on baseball reference, but I feel like I saw a tweet that said the end of his last name is pronounced lie. So I'm going to go Elzo lie for now. It's interesting, too, that it's got two, two, the Cubs have two interleague matchups next week. So they I know there's only five games that you mentioned, but – they get to use their DH for the entire week. I wonder who that, you know, who would actually, you know, unless maybe, maybe it's a chance to get Ian Happ in the lineup without having to play in the field. We'll see. Yeah, Ian Happ's been pretty bad. I was well, thinking just, about dropping him even. Well, he was just starting to turn it on, and then he got – it wasn't even concussed. It, it turned out that he has a hurt rib colliding with, I think, Nico Horner. But I've been on Happ all year. He was just starting to get it together. So – Maybe if he if he doesn't play, or maybe he will play this weekend. But just saying, if he's still just a little bit hurt, maybe he can hit next week. And, and although five games, you're not you're probably not going to start him because he only has five games. That's true. Uh, the Reds have seven uh, at Pittsburgh and then at Colorado next week. Jeff Hoffman, you know, he was pitching pretty well early, but I did think it was kind of a house of cards, and he has been uh, not not so good in his most recent outing. Seven earned runs. Over six and a third in his last two starts, seven Ks against six walks over those last two outings. And the at Colorado essentially wipes him off. But I'll, yeah. I'll maybe give him, I'll maybe give him a one because maybe in an NL only I could maybe see it. Um, zero. I can't. Uh, no, zero. I can't. I can't see it. I can't see it. I hear you. I mean, at Pitt's pretty tempting, so I could see it in an NL again, maybe. Right. Maybe, but Sonny Gray. That out Colorado scares me. I still think he's probably a, a four. Yeah, um, and I'm not – I mean, normally, yeah. I mean, I'm not happy about the at Colorado, but he's impressing me. And I know he had a little bit of rough go, a little bit of an injury there. He's one of these pitchers that is taking advantage of the league uh, 
inability to catch up to, uh, you know, two seamers high in the zone. Whoever thought we'd be talking about two seamers high in the zone as an out pitch. That's the way pitchers are getting uh, combating the uppercut swing. And I, I think he needs to continue to refine and, and get the control a little bit better using that the new the new uh, distribution there. But I think he will. I, I, he impressed me by the eye. So I'm worried about Colorado, but not nearly as worried because Colorado's not very good. Yeah, they really aren't, man. And uh, yeah, not a five, but even though he's 0-2 gray, I've been encouraged generally by what I've seen from Sonny Gray. Yeah, yeah. Especially after the back issue kind of maybe didn't linger, but there was a little bit of a recurrence of the back issue uh, early on this year. Now, Shane Bieber, an easy five, and it sounds like on your initial run of your weekly pitcher rankings, he's going to be the top dog. Yeah, I like to see who's number one. Who's number, uh, who's number one is Shane Bieber. Okay, that makes sense. Who's the very last one? Chichi Gonzalez. Yep, I think it makes sense. So the algorithms are all right. <laughs> yeah, I did the, the I, I when I pasted the data in, I did I pasted over the right columns. The algorithms will be all right. Yeah. Uh, so for Colorado, <laughs> that was a horrible joke. I was trying to go for like the kids will be all right, but that was just bad. Uh, for Colorado, Senzatella, John Gray versus San Diego versus. I mean. I'll put them down, but it's just easy zeros. Ray's been crushing it at home, but that's oh. not something you can count on, you know. Yeah, that's not bankable. You know exactly. Yeah. It just, it's just, it's, it's notable, but I don't, you know, is, does that make him a one? Maybe, but I'm kind of with you that I don't think I would. To me, it's a trap. Mm. Same now, Dylan Cease. I mean, he's been fantastic. He just carved the Reds up. I have to admit, I turned that game off. I had a you know Zoom meeting with the company and something else going on, a po- prospect podcast. So I wasn't really watching it closely. I did have it on in the background for a while, but I didn't see a ton of it. And then ends up with 11 Ks over six scoreless for Dylan Cease. Uh, somebody asked me on Twitter if I'd take Shane McClanahan or Cease. And at first I said McClanahan, then he got pulled and didn't get it. A chance at a win. Then I look back and I'm like, man, Cease has been really, really strong. The command still scares me, but I guess I have to bite the bullet and say this is another another arm that I was I was wrong on. Well, he Which I'm fine to do. I I'm wrong. I understand that, but the point about it, the point being wrong is, I mean, he just, he he's got the, all the potential. He just hadn't put it together yet. <laughs> so I don't know that it's wrong to want to see it before you trust it. You know, uh, he's going to have his, his stands who are going to go out there and be willing to invest without seeing it. And you, you know, you, you've, you've got your guys, I've got my guys that we do that with. And it just cease was a, you know, I'm from Missouri. Show me first. And he's showing me now the only bad part about both of these starts is they're not interleague. So he's not going to get to hit. How about that? Hasn't swung a bat since high school and gets three knocks. Yeah, that was – I think that was why I initially <laughs> yeah, I still hate. I still don't want pitch. I mean, these, these stories are fun. I still would rather watch a DH club three homers than take 10 seconds out of a podcast to say that was cool. But anyway, yeah, no, there have been people that have been on cease and, and saying they expect this kind of a breakout for a long time. So I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a surprise, but I don't think we're wrong to want to see it. I'm going to give him – I got him ranked around a three, but I want to see if I need to adjust his his baseline any, uh, which may bring him to the two range. But I'm going to call it a, a tentative three right now. I'm going to give him a three, two versus Minnesota versus KC, two home starts for Dylan C. So I'm going to give him that two. And uh, yeah, man, I just, I do, I, I think you made a good point. Like, I don't always need to see it. Before I invest, but with a guy like Cease, I just thought there was too much downside. Right, right, right. right. In the lack of command, but if you if you hit on him, congrats to you. Uh, yeah, some people were absolutely on him and are profiting right now. And if you're among those, props to you. But I just I was scared. But the stuff has always been there, and it seems like he's been able to rein it in and get better command of that arsenal quicker than I expected. Uh, Casey Mize versus Kansas City versus the White Sox. I've been generally encouraged by what I've seen from Mize. I don't think I could put him in the three tier, though, so I'm going to give him a two. Cubs or White Sox? I've got Cubs. I said, did I say White Sox? I meant Cubs. Right. 
Okay. Sorry. Um, that's good. That's um. Uh, you guys, you said two. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna agree with you on the two. Just I, I think I mean he can go out and spin two gems, and he's still capable of getting lit up. But I do like what I'm seeing uh, from him as far as you know. He, well, it was one of the one of the top picks in the draft, so of course we're not breaking any ground here. And some people may think he's a little slow to develop, and I think that's fine. But uh, I'm gonna go two here. And I just I look at that Cubs, and I still think at one point they're just going to wake up and punish the opposing pitcher. Just hasn't happened yet. Well, Chris Bryant's been been doing that. Talk about well, he's not the only one. Yeah, talk about needing to take an L. He's the guy I need to take the L on. If we're if we're if we're you know if we're if we're taking our L's, I'm wrong about Bryant. I mean, I'll, I'll be I don't have him many spots either. I do have him in TGFBI, but well, I, I mean, it wasn't even that I was avoiding. I just I. Did not like what I saw with the numbers. I did not expect to bounce back. His, uh, I know Statcast numbers aren't everything. I'm kind of the one leading that parade as far as hard hit and everything else. It could be misleading in terms of batting average, but even in terms of power, I didn't like what I was seeing. He's reversed that trend. He's not getting lucky with homers. He's hitting the ball harder and in the air, and it's leaving the yard. Yeah, you and Jeff Zimmerman have been leading that trend on Twitter. It is. You know, the stack has numbers are great and they're so easy to uh, fall in love with, but more descriptive than predictive. And uh, that was kind of what they're meant for. And not even, it's not even so much, some of them aren't even descriptive. Yeah. They, 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 people think they're descriptive. People think that the, the red means good, but, you know, red levers mean he's going to hit for high batting average, but it doesn't. So it, it, you're right that it, that it's not. It, it, part of it is a descriptive nature, but part of it, people think they're describing things that they aren't. So anyway, that's a good point. Now for Houston, Lance McCullers, I'm going to give him a four, but on the other side, Luis Garcia is an interesting case because we have him tentatively lined up for two, but it sounds like Jake Odorizzi heading for a rehab assignment um, pretty yeah. soon. So we don't know exactly. So that's tough to grade for Luis Garcia, but we talked a little bit about him last week and having that kind of convoluted wonky windup where he was, looked like he was doing the Macarena or something, <laughs> line dancing, forward, back, forward, um, forward, back, forward, high punch, which is a uh, Mortal Kombat <laughs> fatality, I think. But at the same time, I do really like the skills. So while he's tough to grade, I'm going to give him a two just so that you hold on to him. Uh, McCullough's at four. Yeah. Yeah, McCullers are going for just. I mean, maybe I, I mean, I'm going from memory. I should look up the numbers. He just, I don't think he's going as deep into games as I would like. Yeah, Garcia, the numbers grayed out well, but I'm gonna. You said a two. Mm-hmm. Uh, L.A. and Texas. I know Texas. I mean, I know L.A. sneakily hits righties good. I'm gonna go with three there, but like you said, need to make sure he's gonna get the two. Uh, I'm not so sure that he's that, Oda, that 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 he's not better than Odorizzi at this point. But yeah, he might. I think, I think, I think he should, Oda, should have a spot. Yeah, I think Odorizzi. Yeah, it's tough to say things like this because these games count. But I think he deserves a chance to show if he can get back. I'm not confident that he can. Mm-hmm. But, I, but it's kind of weird to say that if you if you think he's going to stink, then he shouldn't be in there. But he made. I think he deserves to show he stinks. But that means. Houston loses two games and makes it harder to win the division. I know that's kind of, again, not, not a morning person, folks. Uh, but I do, I'm with you in that keep Garcia on the radar. Yeah, that rotation's pretty good. Christian Javier has been fantastic. Yes. And I just think you, I mean, you got a pretty good one in Garcia, too. Maybe you just turn him loose in the rotation, let him be. But Javier has been a big a win. And I was taking some L's. I'll take a lap on Garcia here. Um, so be <laughs> but three and oh with a 175 ERA, he's been fantastic versus Texas. That's what you want. Uh, home start against that team. Brady Singer, he got into it with uh, Angel Hernandez. Angel Hernandez, man, I it's just such a bummer that he's so cozy. You can just get away with this stuff. Uh, at Detroit, though, for Singer. At the White Sox, hopefully he will avoid Angel Hernandez here this this week. I uh, love this two step. I'm going to give Singer a four. I'm with you. Yep, definitely with you. He's a uh, very solid, although the numbers quite, aren't quite there yet. But I think they will be there. 
Now, before we finish up here today, a word from our sponsor, Moon Baseball Road Trips. Moon Baseball Road Trips, the complete guide to all the ballparks with beer, bites, and sites nearby, arriving just in time for the 2021 season. This brand new from Moon Travel Guide's book is the ultimate guide to baseball. This book is as much a travel guide as it is a dive into the classic American road trip, vibrant fan communities, baseball history, and of course, the 30 incredible MLB cities. Seven road trip routes with detailed itineraries. It's organized by region, so you can drive a loop through the Midwest, cruise along the West Coast, or hit the ballparks from Boston to D.C. Insider advice for visiting each ballpark, so not just how to catch a game, but tips on snagging tickets, securing the best seats, and the insider scoop on the best bars and restaurants nearby. This insider scoop comes from author and lifelong baseball fan Timothy Malcolm. He's served as a senior writer and editor at Phillies Nation, written stories for the Hardball Times, and has been featured on Mets Blog and Yahoo Big League Stew. He's also hosted two baseball podcasts himself, including the Phillies Nation podcast. To write this book, Tim hit the road and explored everything from Boston to Seattle to Phoenix and the Bay, bringing the experience of the game to readers across the world. For the ultimate baseball experience this summer, order your copy of Moon Baseball Road Trips, available at online retailers, your local bookstore, or at www.moon.com. Todd, back to the two-star pitchers for the week of May 10th, 2021. Uh, Angels, we can skip over because a day off and a six-man rotation. For the Dodgers, they have two off days. Maybe they go Trevor Bauer. Maybe they give him... Well, he would be on normal rest, but maybe they just use those off days and with the injuries they have uh, and Gonsolin still a little ways off. It would make sense to give Bauer to, and that'd be an easy five. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I do think that they did, if, if Kershaw hadn't only pitched an inning and therefore he would be the first one brought back after doubleheader, they could have used Bauer for two games on four days rest and not had to worry about Gonsolin until the 17th is when he's kind of ready to be back. So I am curious. I do think that the Dodgers can maneuver things to not need a fifth guy until Tony Gonsolin's ready by taking advantage of Bauer on, on three or four days rest, on three days rest if it works out. But we'll see how it is. But these two, two home games, Seattle, Miami, I mean, I have Bieber ranked ahead of him, but Bauer could just as easily be the, the top pitcher this week. As of May 2nd, Tony Gonson was said to be three to four weeks away. He needed to build up to five innings and 75 pitches. Yes. Yeah, according to close. Bill Plunkett of the Orange County Register. Is he in leagues where he's still available? Should he be a, a top priority ad? Tony yeah. Gonson? Yeah. Yeah. I, think so. I mean, I think his skills are, I mean, I was all over him before he lost out on that rotation spot. That kind of hurt. But. Yeah. Just, just temper expectations early. But yeah. I mean, he sounds like he's going to have a rotation spot. So absolutely. Now you need. I think it's a what maybe a month before at this point before we see you know a five and a third, six inning sort of performance where you get what you're going to want. But absolutely, if you can stash a guy for a month, it's like stashing. It's like stashing a prospect you think is going to come up. By the way, we had a commenter wondering about Cease um, versus Mize or Mats for next week. That's an interesting one. I think I think I'd say Mats, but let me just look at Mats's uh matchups here. Just taking a quick break. Don't want to leave him hanging. Versus Philly. I just think Mats has pitched so well that you well he's come he started, back to earth. He's starting to get his come up and stuff. I um <laughs> really has. Yeah, no, I'm uh I, I'm gonna go cease. Okay, yeah, maybe, maybe so. But I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna put a. Cease probably is the way to go, especially with the way things are trending. Ooh, so Cease, Mats, and who was the other one? Mize. Oh yeah, I'm gonna go Cease. Yeah, I will too. I, Mize is Mats, two, and Cease is three. We have Mats for one right now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I just think he means generally. Yeah, for the rest of the season. I, yeah, I. Mats was pitching so well. The rest yeah, of the I think season. now I would take. I would take Cease. Yeah, you know what? I mean, I don't. Depending on the size of the league, I'm not. You know, I don't. I, you know, credit our friend, our, our friend, colleague Vlad Sedler for this. But 
I don't when I see rest of the season, are, are you really going the rest of the season right now? I think you have to I think you can yeah. think you know, long term, but I don't know that you want to think rest of season for anybody between injury and you, I think you always want to look to upgrade. So yeah, he didn't he didn't say rest of season, by the okay. way. I, I just he said my cease over my or Matt's, so I just figured right but because just, Matt's isn't a two start star. But, but yeah, you, get, you're right that you should have a narrow focus. Should be focused on the short term. Yeah, we both get enough of these questions in general. Who do you want rest of you know, even in a trade? Um, I want I want the person I think's gonna play for the next month, right? And then you kind of worry about it afterwards. Now for Miami, Daniel Castano, I'm gonna go zero, but I, for the other two start starter for them, Pablo Lopez still doesn't have a win, but that really isn't a reflection on how he's pitching. He's been fantastic. So I'm gonna give him a four. He's just not quite in that five range and the second one is at the Dodgers but uh that first part at Arizona is really nice and I'd love the skills so I'm gonna go Pablo Lopez four Castano zero that's not right yeah, to no, you. I agree I mean the, the zero wins obviously is a bit fluky um you know you talk about the Dodgers you, you think they're gonna snap out of their malaise but they've been one of the worst teams in one loss record wise Take away that 16-run outburst against the Brewers. I'm sorry, uh, actually, you're a Reds fan. Never mind. 16-run outputs against the Brewers. Uh, then uh, I, for, I forget which team it was against. In my head, I kind of juxtaposed them. Um, but um, I, he, Dodgers just have not played well lately. Yeah, Lopez, eh, easily a four. Now, Freddie Peralta finally ran into a little bit of a bump in the road. He had been cruising. Until he went at Philly and gave up, you know, five spot in four innings, still struck out eight. Over his first twenty-eight innings of the season, he had a two-two-five ERA, an even one-zero-zero WHIP, a forty-five to fourteen K to walk. I think he's more that guy than the guy we saw most recently. Um, let me turn back to the page versus St. Louis versus Atlanta. I'm going to give Freddie Peralta a four. I think. Now I'm getting before, and I am gonna. And, and whether or not we're beginning to see this, you kind of mentioned, kind of rough go. To me, he's the type of guy that could get a little exposed once seen once teams see him multiple times over the course of the season. Right, last year we only played the Central, and he didn't. So he didn't. He only saw the Central. So once some of these East and West teams begin to see him a couple times, I know you don't play them that much. So maybe it's not going to matter, but I do think that he, this is the time to use him when he's still kind of, I don't know, the little bit of deception. He can get away with it better earlier in the season. Yeah. Now Lana not really clicking on all cylinders right now. So that, you know, Ronald Acuna scares me and Freddie Freeman, but the rest of that lineup, not as much. I guess the big bear is coming around. Ozuna finally doing a little something. Yes. Yeah. Uh, now for Minnesota, Jay Happ, what a start for him, uh, at the White Sox versus Oakland, you know, matchups, I think maybe we see a little Jay Happ regression, but I think, you know, that's not, that's obvious, but I still think it could be a pretty soft landing uh, from that regression. So I'm going to give Happ probably a four. Yeah. I know that, you know, the, sort of a side theme of the show's become, you know, take the L, give me the L. Give me the L on Hap. I did. I mean, I know he was getting out of New York, and maybe maybe helping out as far as the uh, fly balls and home runs go. Um, he's just pitched a lot better than I thought he would. I'm going to. I agree with the four, and kind of regret, kind of kind of categorically dismissing him whenever he came up in a draft for me. Two off days next week for the Mets. So we'll see about them. We'll also see about Jake DeGrom. Someone could uh, argue that may, the Mets have had off days all you know, and never mind. Bad joke. <laughs> they have been. I, I've been shocked at how bad Frankie Lindor has. I wonder if. I mean, I just think he's putting a lot of pressure on himself. I think he'll be just fine. But yeah, he's he's been brutal. We say just brutal. fine, just fine. And then factor in the fact that City Field is a lot harder place to hit hmm. dimensions and, and factor-wise than, than progressive. And May has been historically his best month. That usually doesn't mean anything. But it, if anything, it means if he doesn't have a, you know, if he doesn't turn it on, there's something to be concerned. There, there is concern. And the other thing, I mean, 
Do you ever wonder if 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 switch hitters? I mean, that's two different players. So I think that sometimes switch hitters may even take long. They have to get two swings going, right? Yeah, so sometimes true. I wonder when they're going, it helps, right? Get the platoon edge both ways. But sometimes I wonder if you know if a switch hitter gets off to a slump, he now has to fix two things, and it may point. be twice because you know get out of the cage. We want to take some batting practice too, Frankie. Well, lefty Frankie hit. It's righty Frankie's turn, you know, so we'll see. Well, I just wanted to mention that Jake DeGrom did play catch as expected yesterday um, in line to start Sunday against the Diamondbacks, assuming all goes well. But I know I have him in a few leagues. I'm a little nervous. I'll be. You're saying this, this, this coming, this, you're talking this about this week. Right. Yeah. right, right. So we'll have a lot Couple more information days. on next week. I mean, if he doesn't go till if he can't go and doesn't go to Monday or Tuesday, he's suddenly a two-stepper. Right. True. We'll yeah. See. Now Jordan Montgomery was not a guy I was really on in draft season, but a lot of really smart people were. And uh it hasn't been a great start for him at Tampa Bay at Baltimore. Pretty decent two step, but um I gotta put him in the three bucket, I think. And maybe I'm gonna, generous. I'm gonna go three in that he's not going far enough into games for me to go four. But I think he can pitch a five solid innings, and then they get him. Then they get rid of him. Uh, but so for that for that reason, I'm going to give him a three. Now, Chase Anderson at the Whites at not the White Sox at Washington, then at Toronto, which will still be in Dunedin. But it sounds like they're moving up to Buffalo pretty soon, right? Uh, they're playing yeah. their last game in Dunedin, pretty maybe around this. I think they're starting in June. I think they don't they okay. start. Yeah, they start the first series in June, is when they go to uh, back to Salem Field. They re, the renovated Salem Field. Yeah, further renovated. I can't. I can't go Chase Anderson. I want to go zero there. Any reason to bump him up into the positive numbers? Not that I can make up. Uh, Mitch Keller, another guy. You know, you had some prospects pedigree and. James Anderson was really on him, but some people liked him. The fastball has been entirely too hittable. Um, two and three with a six two nine ERA versus Cincinnati versus San Fran. Not terrible, but I think I got to give Mitch Keller one. I think that might be generous. Uh, the yeah. fa- well, they're both at home. All right, I'm going to go yeah. on one because they're at home, and Pittsburgh's such a great place to pitch. Now, JT Brubaker, shout out Shelly Verstraight, Nino Saris, and others. I've been happy with what I've gotten from Brubaker in a few leagues and uh, versus Cincinnati versus San Fran. I know Brubaker had a, he took the L recently, but he had, he consistently has the K's even when he's taking losses on this team. He has seven K's uh, in his last outing. That was a no decision, but then seven K's and a loss on April 30th. Um, yeah. He only has one game with fewer than five strikeouts so far this season. So I actually kind of buying in on JT Brubaker. I think I'll give him a three. I'm. Uh, I guess I'm buying a little more. I'm going to go four. Oh wow, that's yeah. a pretty lofty score for JT Brubaker. Yeah, um, a combined seven. Jeez. I think. Well, probably. I think it's as I mentioned with um, with with Anderson. It's the parks. Well, it's the fact these two home games, and Cincinnati and San Francisco. I mean, I don't think I don't think you're scared off by or incredibly happy to face either. They're kind of in the middle as far as offenses go. At least how they're playing. I think um, so. No, I, I and I agree with you that I, I like what I see from Boo Baker. I, I talk when we talk about him. Mention this. And I got him. I was on him last year because there was talk of him being closer for the Pirates, and I needed a closer. And Wars picked him up. Didn't do very well, but I've been. You know, it's like if someone's going to be closer, you need to at least pay attention. Uh, it's kind of what this this week's tout table is about. Is asking everybody to give us minor leaguers to pay attention to. It's another selfish one because I want to know because I don't know the minor leaguers. Uh, you know, so I need to know who people are paying attention to. It's a great Alec way to Manoa. get guys. Yeah, well, I, that he I know. Uh, yeah. Great way I to get guys to him We didn't mention yeah. him. <laughs> yeah, really. exactly. He's already but, had um, him stashed in the stake league. I'm yeah, no. I, I, and I, I, where I have him is in a couple of late uh, draft and holds or – best ball because I did them both late when he kind of turned on at the end and you're looking for the either the 42nd or 50th round depending on what's what format it is I was able to grab him in that at that point but um 
No, I'm a long-winded way of saying I like Brubaker. Same. Now, not so much on the Ryan Weathers train anymore because at Colorado and then versus St. Louis tentatively, but he came out of the bullpen his most recent outing. Only K'd one and three innings. His velo was way down the start before that. They said it was joint inflammation in his left arm. I like the skills. I mean, at 21 years old, he's got a really bright future. But I actually think I was talking earlier about maybe dropping Ian Happ. I think in Tout Wars to make room for Juan Soto, I think I actually will drop Ryan Weathers instead of Ian Happ because uh, while pitching is starting pitching is really valuable here, Ryan Weathers, you know, I don't feel like his stock's going to be exploding anytime soon. I think there may be more struggles, more relief appearances, and just I don't know the state of his arm. So yeah, I'm going to give him a one, and it's probably a drop. In other in, in more traditional leagues, this is a head-to-head league I'm referring to, but I I think in most leagues he's probably dropped from. Yeah, I I can see where you would drop in head-to-head because to be honest, I mean you know you get to the playoffs, maybe he helps you get there, but I'm not so sure he's going to be guy you trust in the playoffs yeah. in a head-to-head league as far as innings and the whatnot. So I'm going to I'll give him a courtesy one, but I mean I, to, he could go three innings in both those games. And the ones at Colorado, you know what? I'm going to go zero. I don't even want to. I don't think he's. I'm not going to drop him if I don't have to. But I'm with you that I'm not going to. Hes- I'm not hesitant to do it if I need a player more. You know, he's gone. But I'm not looking to replace him. But I'm not hesitant to drop him either. Now, due to my own poor time management skills, we got to kind of rush through these. Oh, yeah, let's guys. Go. Let's go. <clears throat> but we will review all these at the end of the program here momentarily. Um, Aaron Sanchez versus Texas at Pitt. I kind of like that. He's been okay. I'm actually going to give him a three, I think. I agree. Okay. How's that for a sweetie thing? Uh, yeah, keeping it moving. I love it. Kwang Hyun Kim at Milwaukee at San Diego. This is a tough one because you rewrote recently about Kim's uptick in K rate. Are you buying it? Yeah, I'm buying it. I'm buying it to a three for a three rating if that matters. Nice. Okay. Yeah, I I'm kind of interested now. Ryan Yarborough, uh, who oh. spelled the end of the, of Albert Pujols' tenure with the Angels, yeah. uh, versus the Yankees he's, versus he's the, the Yoko, Mets. He's the Yoko Ono of baseball, huh? <laughs> yeah, I like that. Uh, kind of a tough two step, and he hasn't been very good. Although both are at home, so I'll give Yarborough a three. I'm going to agree with you. Um, I'm not. I don't have the same warm, warm and fuzzy feeling about Yarbrough that I've had. The the Rays used to get rid of, get, take him out before he got into trouble. He's he's getting into trouble and he's getting beat. So he, I'm a little concerned. Man, is Kyle Gibson and I mean bordering on five for this two step? I'll give him a four for at San Fran at Houston, but he's been fantastic. Yeah, um, I I'm with you there as well. And the strikeout rate took a tiny dip last year, but it's been on the rise of force. We think of Gibson pitch to contact, blah, blah, blah. He's become a solid inning, you know, strike on an inning guy. I agree. Now it's only fitting, I guess, on this show that we wrap up with uh, me taking an L. And Robbie <laughs> Ray, look, I just did not see it. Didn't see anything to well, hang your head on. But look at this. Over his last three starts, zero. Walks zero. Yeah, but look what else? he's been giving up home. I mean, he does have five homers a lot. Yeah, of so I mean, I'm not. Yeah, you can take. I mean, he, the the trust I, I, in the stuff is definitely something new that uh, has opened my eyes. I, I, I think being willing be, to challenge guys. I think it could be another trap in that you know you, you look at the walks and you overlook that he's still not doing the other stuff as well as we had hoped. I'm gonna I'm gonna give him a three, but I'm not. I'm impressed with the walks, but I don't think it's complete indication that we see a new guy because other stuff isn't coming along with it. Yeah, I uh, I just didn't expect him to have this kind of run even in him. Like, so I, I'll right. be willing to take this L, but I'll give him a three. Um, yeah, I'll lap on Alec Manoa. King 12 in his AAA debut, but I'll take my L's too. You have him in your AAA league? Yeah, I have him in my AAA. 
Yeah, that, I could have used that outing at the big league level. And I could have used Jared Kelnick's two homers yesterday at the big league level, but so be it. Eric Fetty, that's a zero. Well, he's one of the – another another increased strikeout guy. What are the oh. – checking the matchups. Uh, really at Arizona. I'm going to go two. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm gonna, I'm, to trust my methods. If I'm if I'm if I'm writing in a piece on RotoWire saying I like what I'm seeing, I better you know if a two's putting my money where my money where my mouth is, you know to me he's a pickup. I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. I'll, of all the people we talked about and know we're running a long time, he's probably the top of my if he's available pick him up and use him list. Nice. You know you uh you have a good eye because I had kind of. I just have Eric Fetty in my mind as, you know. Well, that man. was part of what I wrote about is you you, you got to get rid of these. Yeah. You know, that's what, and that's what we talk about. I know, again, we're up against it, but that's why we look at certain filters to have names pop up that our brains may forget about. Yeah, looking at his last four outings, Eric Fetty, he's gone five plus in each of them. Uh, 22 to 8K to walk in 21 innings, so. Yeah, pr- pretty encouraging. I uh, I'll give I'll bump him up from zero to one, but I got you down as a two for Eric Fetty. Yeah. So we will recap our two start pitcher grades for the week of May tenth, twenty twenty one, on a zero to five scale. Luke Weaver, I got a one. Todd zero. Madison Bumgarner four. Max Freed, I got a three. Todd two. John Means four. Jorge Lopez zero. Martin Perez one. Nathan. Nathan Eovaldi, I say three, Todd four. Adbert Alzoli, I say two, Todd three. Jeff Hoffman, one, Todd zero. Sonny Gray, four. Shane Bieber, five. Antonio Senzatella and John Gray, zeros. Dylan Cease, three. Casey Mize, two. Lance McCullers Jr., four. Luis Garcia, I say two, Todd three. Brady Singer, four. Trevor Bauer, five. Daniel Cassano, zero. Pablo Lopez, four. Freddie Peralta, four. Jay Happ, four. Jordan Montgomery, three. Chase Anderson, zero. Mitch Keller, one. JT Brubaker, I say three. Todd, four. Ryan Weathers, I say one. Todd, zero. Aaron Sanchez, three. Kwang Hyun Kim, three. Ryan Yarborough, three. Kyle Gibson, four. Robbie Ray, three. Eric Fetty, I say one, Todd, two. Todd, anything else you want to mention today? Man, I hope this time next week you're asking me to review the uh, the the AAA Park in Worcester because I'm really hoping to go to the opener next Tuesday night. That's great. I hope you have fun, man. Be safe and uh, enjoy your time, you know, seeing some live baseball. I can't wait. Oh. I mentioned I was tempted to go down to see the Reds drive down six and a half hours, but – Figured I got to get that second shot out of the way before I go sit in public with a bunch of strangers. I will play this little promo and then we'll catch you guys next week on the RotoWire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Try RotoWire today, free for 10 days. Get our premium tools, rankings, analysis, and breaking news alerts. No credit card required. Go to rotowire.com forward slash try. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.